You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And this is Zach Whittington. Short hiatus. We're back. Somewhat inconsistent recording this, schedule. Listen, the summer's tough, guys. I don't know what y'all are doing. I don't know like how, how it works with y'all. Work is busy time in the summer. Yeah. Frame of reference, I can I can totally back Dan up on this. A year ago this time, we are required by the government to stay inside. That's factual too. Right now, living it up. Summertime. I mean, I am pretty sunburnt right now. Had a long day <laughs> yesterday. But work, working every day, man. Working Braves every- games? Man, wow. You know what? I thought we were talking about basketball to start. No, we're not. We're talking about the Atlanta Braves. Because, Daniel, we went there Friday, right? Yeah, we were there Friday. The, they're in the series this weekend, for a three-game series over the weekend with the Rays in Atlanta. Uh, they won last night 9-0. We actually got the game on Friday night. That was a 7-6 loss to the Rays. But All things considered, so uh, a group of friends went, Daniel, I, Paul, and Andy, three Braves fan, one Rays fan in the friend group. Andy's a Rays fan. So really, I'm happy we went Friday for Andy because it was a great baseball game. Well, and Andy told me that, you know, he doesn't get to see the Rays on a consistent basis. So, like, that's cool that we were able to, like, get him out there and see his team play. And also, I said to my mom today, and, like, in reality, I think this is something that sort of plays across sports. But in certain times, maybe not. It's Maybe it's not 100% foolproof. But I would rather go watch my team lose a close game that's entertaining then, like, in that baseball game last night, third inning, we're up 6-0. It's like... That's what I'm saying. We went to an entertaining, entertaining game. I had a good time. Highs and low of the game. Highs and lows of the game for the Tampa Bay fans. Because um started out early. Tampa Bay was up 3-0 early on us Friday night. And oh. then the Braves surge back, tie it up at 3. We go down... We go up 5-3 to three, about the sixth inning. And then the bottom falls out to close the game. Blown... I mean, the middle relief was awful, and then basically a blown save as well. Uh, we end up losing. Uh, what was it? Uh, seven. What did we lose? Seven. Seven six, six in the seven tenth six inning. in the tenth inning. But a little I, extra baseball. Extra, you got extra baseball. Got your money's worth. Had three home runs. You had one from Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson. Who's the third? Uh, Freddie Freeman. Freddie. Freddie. Freddie had a wildly great game. Yeah, Freddie. Ozzy Albies, I feel like, was a little underwhelming. I wish he. I think if we got a little more out of Ozzy, maybe we actually get a win. I mean, you can't ask for much more than seven runs. You got to pitch better than that. Play tonight. uh, Go get a win. But anyways, Andy got the win. We had a good time there. Imagine if we went Saturday night. Braves win nine zero. That's no fun for Andy. Andy would have not. And that's really no fun for us because you're disengaged because you're winning by so much. So. Great experience going Friday. Fantastic choice. Right. With that being said, Braves win Saturday. Series tied 1-1. Braves currently losing oh. to the Rays right now. Not so, ideal. Uh, bottom What's of the 7th. It's it's 7-4, to four, bottom of the 7th. So, Not Rays looking probably going to win the series. Doesn't matter. I went out there, did a right by my Braves fanhood, and uh, re-upped 
my you baseball interest. You said that before we left, and when we got back, me and Andy were sitting here last night hanging out, and I said to him, Zach nailed it with that take because, mm. good gracious, dude, I just need that for just a refreshment on how much I love baseball. Dude, one if you get me to one baseball game a year, that's enough to keep me interested because I, mean, I literally <laughs> went from not knowing our rotation and lineup to pretty much knowing everybody last night. And now I can follow us the rest of the year. Jock Peterson hitting home runs yesterday. We got to see one Jock Peterson at bat to end the game. He unfortunately ended the game and did not get a hit. And did get a hit. homer yesterday. I know that's great. And uh, had to make a big trade after Acuna goes down with the ACL last week. <sighs> uh, Braves fans are for some reason very pessimistic this year. Maybe because we were so successful last year. But as Braves fans, you should know we're last year. Although it may not be a fluke. Those don't happen often. <laughs> playoff bound, I think, is what we can say, but maybe not going to have as much success in the playoffs as yeah, we did last but year. But last year was also not expected. Losing Azunia, losing Acuna, you're losing your two best bats. And uh, you're not getting Azunia back, and you're not getting Acuna back. So you got to make the trade for Jock Peterson. Good to see him get a home run second time out there. I mean, hopefully, I thought the Braves were streaking coming into the All-Star break and doing pretty well. We were just one game below 500 Friday night. You, you lose, you win. We're still one game back of five. We'll be two games back of 500. Only four games out of the top of the division, though. Yeah, that's so, the big thing. NL East, not that good winnable. this year. Doesn't matter. The Braves were supposed to be that number one team, and we have fallen short. So maybe a second but, half surge. You know, I was about to say long season. You got second half of the season to go at this point. Mm-hmm. So was- uh, There's your baseball, huh? I didn't, yeah, Zach, you were right. We were going to go NBA, but baseball seemed to fit in perfectly. Um, So, in the NBA currently, Zach, we are on game, heading into game six, and that will be on, I do believe, Tuesday night. All right, so, we last we spoke, it was the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the the Bucks had already won, and the Suns were about to wrap up the series. But, uh, so, here we are. We were tied 2-2 in the finals between the Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns, going in the last night, game five. At, in Phoenix, correct? It was yes. a Phoenix home team. And uh, so far, both teams had won their home games. So uh, Phoenix won their first two on the uh, at home, and then the Bucks won their second two at home, tied the series. And uh, you have a hurt Giannis. Um Chris Paul still, Chris Paul ha- still has the shoulder. All over. Still has a shoulder, but you're, if you scored 40 points – the day after you say about your hurt shoulder, dude, like, come on now. Uh, I think every player at this point is dealing with some form of ailment. Probably. It's been a long season for these guys. Uh, It's, but quick first quarter Suns are up 32, 16, 16 point lead in first quarter, 74% shooting in the first quarter from the Phoenix Suns. Absolutely bonkers. However, one of the best games of the playoffs from Drew Holiday in the first half. He had like 14 first quarter points, brought him almost all the way back to end the quarter. It was basically tied I mean, at halftime at like 70 points. Both offenses were great last night, especially shooting three-pointers from everywhere. Brooke Lopez for the Bucks. You had uh, Connaughton was knocking him down, P.J. Tucker for the Bucks. Obviously, Drew Holiday's shot was hitting. And then Middleton had a great night. Uh Actually, end of the night, Holiday, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis basically all had 30 points. 
from which the, is what you have to have if you're the Milwaukee 90, Bucks to win 90 points from the three guys you invested in. That's that's their that's equation. That's plan. what they asked for. And uh, but anyways, great game from Devin Booker. Dropped 40 points. And uh, Chris Paul really he had 20 and 11. But it's and they could have won the game. It came down to the they, last. I mean, possession. That, yeah, it's literally one of that. That was a but great. Phoenix game. Suns go up by basically twenty, blow the lead up to the point where Milwaukee's up ten with four minutes left in the game. Basically, the whole fourth quarter, Milwaukee's up ten, and then they just not everybody's hot from from the floor. There were so many shots falling last night. Suns bring it all the way back to a one point game. Thought the didn't uh. Chris Middleton got fouled with a minute left. Missed both, both free, free throws. throws. After Giannis had missed two free throws on well, the you, previous you got it. At this down. point, you expect Giannis to miss them. So I mean, Giannis has been a little to the point where Giannis series, to the point where Giannis deflected after Giannis missed his free throws. Giannis def- tipped the rebound backwards because he didn't want to get fouled and shoot again. Giannis Chris does Middleton. that consistently, honestly. As the Bucks, uh, the Bucks rebound off basketball. his free throws offensively, mm-hmm. fan uh, really well, like statistically, especially in a situation like that. Earlier yeah. in the game, Giannis grabs that ball and goes to the line. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds left. He's thinking that I'm going to miss these shots, so he get, gives it to Chris. Chris Middleton misses two free throws out of nowhere, which gives the Suns the opportunity to run down the floor, win the game, which is when holy crap, Daniel! Defense wins championships, but. What a play. Drew Holiday takes it out of, is it Chris Paul's hand? No, he no, takes it out of Devin, Devin Booker's. Booker's. He takes it out of Devin's Booker's hands at the free throw line, basically, with like 20 seconds left to win the game for the Suns. Steals it, runs down the court. A hurt Giannis. Like, Giannis, that was the craziest game for me, especially on this play, because he was barely moving all game. Watching Giannis in game five, that man had no speed. That he man just, had no lift. A lot that man of was jogging around the floor hurt and barely jumping. A lot of mid-range shots, too. He yeah, and he was, making the hole. he was making them. He was making shots. So Giannis had the quietest 32 points I'd ever seen in my life no dunks, last night. Really? Except four. Except four. Drew Holiday steals, run down, and it, the defense is closing. Chris Paul is closing. A laser of an alley-oop pass. Too far. Goes past the rim. Giannis catches it. Dunks it. Chris Paul is pushing him. He has like a mid-air pose. Looks like Shaq hanging on the rim, under the rim. And then falls under the basket. Lands on his feet. Flexes. Mean mugs the camera. Oh well, my and, gosh. To and win the game. Note, one note too. When Drew Holiday's stealing that ball from Devin Booker on the other end, it's a trap that Devin Booker is to stuck in between Giannis and Chris Middleton. So that's also both of your, all three of your star players on the defensive Hustling. end winning you the game as well. And I cannot emphasize enough, that is the first time I've ever seen Giannis not be able to move. As much as they said he had a hamstring injury or the hyperextended knee, he was going off right after that hyperextended knee. He had back-to-back 40.10 rebound games. But this game, he was barely moving. I noticed this dude was gingerly walking about. But that alley oop, holy moly! One of the best plays, that offensive plays you've seen in that the NBA all, finals in a long time. That's a long all, time. That that is an all time play to me, dude. I was in a room of four people. We all screamed, and 
the other three people in the room were pulling for the Suns, and I was openly talking about the Bucks, and I was like, I'm I'm here for Giannis. Like, and then I think on that play, they were like, holy crap. Holy crap. Now we want Giannis to win on this play. That play, whew, I can't say it. That is a mind-blowing play from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, and I think, I think last night's game is something that was very good for both the NBA in general the uh, and for the NBA fans because like now there's interest in these finals. I do feel like prior to this, there was not as much interest when you have just teams winning home games. The away road win in the finals, game five. Now you put uh, the Suns in a situation. You got to go to the next game on the road at Milwaukee and win game six. Which I did say to I think said to y'all at the game baseball on the way to the baseball game that I thought that the Bucks were gonna win at the at, at Phoenix and I think Phoenix is gonna win game six. I think we're getting a game seven. So we'll see what happens, but I do believe we'll get a game seven out of this series. This series has turned into one that has intrigued that's really entertaining. And uh the fact that like the Bucks have won the last two games off crazy defensive plays. Like the, the, we didn't even talk about the Giannis block against Aiton, where like he's covering Devin Booker for a shot and is able to recover just like just pure physical capability, able to recover and block uh, Aiton on a alley oop dunk, which is typically like surefire money score. And uh, I think Giannis is doing himself a service here. Giannis is great. He's a two-time MVP. We all know that. But a lot, I think that two-time MVP doesn't feel that good because of his last few playoff appearances and performances. But, wow, is he just doing it to it, man, right now. I know this play. people in the media will say this playoff will have an asterisk, and people say it should have an asterisk bigger than last year's bubble championship. And I'm just like, I don't know, guys. I understand the injuries, the the corporatism of the NBA pushing for all these games and no rest and seasons right after seasons and the shortest offseason ever and the body bag of players that have not made it through these finals. Yeah. But Giannis Antetokounmpo is playing some basketball. And where I will discredit Devin Booker a little bit and discredit Chris Paul a little bit, Giannis has given you 30 to 40 points a night. Every single night. Well, and both these teams, I think, are in re- in relativity healthy as far as they have their players out there that they like need to win games. But yes, you have some bench players. And like hurt. people are injured. Like Ben Giannis is banged up. But like, find me one time where you're watching a finals, even back in 1980s, where they're not talking about people being banged up because they've played. 60, 82 games, whatever number of games, 100 games at that point when you're in the finals. like mm-hmm. it's, it's, You're going to be tired. You're going to be hurt. And in addition to just the, the games themselves, there's there's some side storylines going on. As a Bulldog fan, I don't know if you are privy to the like Maria Taylor situation going into the like, game oh, yeah. six. I'm pretty sure her contract expired. Like, yes, contract is now expired. They, I do believe they do not have her signed for game six. Which is um, Tuesday night. Which is Tuesday night. ESPN, like, they're not really wanting to pay her the amount she's wanting to get paid. There was a big whole issue where Rachel Nichols had some, like, off-camera, like, live mic incident uh, situation uh, where she was talking about Maria Taylor getting her position on the coverage of the NBA Finals. So 
there's been a lot of issues with the ESPN in general. But yeah, ESPN, watch out for uh, headlines coming out for, for about ESPN doing something with Maria Taylor because they are currently have lost their host for the NBA countdown coverage for their NBA like finals coverage. Now so. call me crazy. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I know I've heard this like talked about in the media, and this is like a storyline, and it's going to be a bad look for ESPN if Maria Taylor drops off and quits right before game six for like the whole Rachel Nichols equality, who deserves the job situation. But do you really think it's going to impact ESPN that much? If they just like ride on with the other three hosts and not Maria Taylor or just bring in another person, like I understand the morality behind like not like her wanting to leave this company for this stuff, but I feel like there's been you could name 200 more cases of worse things happening than what's happening right oh, now. Oh, yeah, you that's know? like and they've just been everything else has just been brushed under the rug and we continue on with life, you know. I just feel like is this just a media dramatization of what's going on right now? Because oh, I mean, we're going to blow up any story. They're going to be able to try to dramatize anything they want. And like, it's, this is how like new media nowadays works. If you're wanting to be a successful news company, really like you got to be putting out stuff that is causing controversy and conversations and you're stirring up a pot, you know, you got to stir the pot. But like, even with that being said, like, I don't think, Maria Taylor is exactly getting trying to be held on to by ESPN as much because of her ability to cover the NBA exactly but more in reality for me I think it's also she does a lot of other things in ESPN and if you look at ESPN over the past like you know six seven months they've cut a lot of people out they've like lost a lot of like new like anchors and uh you know analysts and stuff like that and hosts and so like I think it also comes down to just the fact they're trying to hold on to somebody that they think is talented and can cover multiple sports for them. And they already have inserted and known, you know, not like, because like Maria Taylor goes, you get a new girl in there, a new guy in there, or whatever, whoever it is. But like, what if two games later, or after game six, everybody's like, that was the worst coverage ever absolute worst cover you going back to that same person game seven yeah but who said exactly but it, it even if the person for game yeah. six sucks so i've been a different person for game seven like I, analyst before the nba tonight crew like the t, what is it nba on tnt what's it called with yeah, Shaq NBA on those four guys those are like the four guys who solidified your lineup of like bringing the same analyst in every game to talk about the game like I thought just being an analyst was a you're in tonight, you're not in tonight. Well, like, well that, the, but Maria Taylor is the host of the NBA countdown where it's like she is the Ernie Taylor. Okay. Like Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson is not easily replaced with what he does controlling Shaq. Uh, you know, and like, I don't think Ernie Johnson controls them, but Ernie Johnson knows how to let them build off each other and play off each other, but still have somewhat control of the show and move on the conversation. I think the real problem is ESPN is fired everyone and now they're down to like six yeah. people <laughs> they have Stephen a smith, Stephen a smith maria taylor uh and then you got like reese davis and uh kirk Herbstreit but here's for the football. thing and that's if, all you got <laughs> if you're so worried about like your employees and your diversity and like actually like 
people's well-being why are you waiting until like their contract expires to negotiate how long you're going to be here you know like why is that partnership not fortified ahead of time like why are you waiting until the last minute why is it really that bad at disney and espn that you can't sign people long term and give them a job security is are we that hard off because i don't believe it because Every day I'm getting more Disney commercials where they own everything. So how can we not pay a couple analysts for ESPN and give them job security and treat them well? Well, I know I know that NBC has offered Maria Taylor. Really? And yeah, and I think if she if she doesn't stay with ESPN, like NBC is a fine, great landing spot. She'll be on like the Notre Dame coverage probably because like you get in Notre Dame eight games each week with college football. She'll be on like the NCAA. Uh, March Madness coverage, stuff like that. Like, you'll get to see her on good a lot of good stuff still. Uh, vol- uh, tennis, I think she'll cover a good bit of tennis stuff, probably, and things of that nature. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like, you and like ESPN is they, they'll hold on to Stephen A. Smith forever. Stephen A. Smith can do no wrong. And the fact, like, Stephen A. Smith had the Shohei Otani comments about that, uh, you know. It's tough for baseball fans when the best player in the league doesn't speak English. Is I do believe something of that form um, is what he said, and you know it's that's definitely <laughs> like a narrow-minded view. But they didn't really do much to Steve A. Smith. He apologized, and I do believe ESPN was like, "You need to go out there and apologize." But like, didn't he do something else? He too? still got a lot of freaking money, and he's getting paid for every dime of his contract he has signed with ESPN. So. Did Stephen A. Smith not get in trouble for something in addition to the Shohei Otani comments? What was his second? I feel uh, like there was another one. Controversial comment. What did he do? Um, And then he was yelling at Conor McGregor, and he's trying to talk about MMA. I I like Stephen A. Smith, but it's it's kind of that same thing. Like you have Stephen A. Smith on like seven programs. It's like when Fox started. Colin Cowherd was on your morning show on the herd. He would be on the afternoon show, and he helped with the betting show. Well, and you have (laughs) Stephen A. Smith talking boxing. Golf, baseball, you have Stephen A. Smith covering every single sport, but in reality, Stephen A. Smith doesn't know everything about every single sport. And if I worked for ESPN and made that statement, I may not speak into a mic for ESPN again. Like, that's where that's how it functions. Like, you don't do ESPN on ESPN crime. That's why when the Rachel Nichols things came out, that was such a big issue. It was ESPN on ESPN crime. That's not allowed. That's oh, not let's cool. be honest. Let's be honest. As someone of a. I, I feel like Stephen A. Smith is getting a little bit of a pass on the, the casual racism there, you know? like He's getting a little bit of a pass there where other people might not. And that's uh, kind of problematic, but Stephen A. Smith has gotten to a point where he's above some jurisdiction, you know? Like, yep. So I, I get it. Slap on the wrist, whatever. But uh, anyways, that's enough talking about other media people. We're much more interested. Back to the NBA. <laughs> Zach. There's been talks of trades potentials. There's been hires for teams. Oh, I didn't look that up. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) In the trade potentials, you got uh, Dame Lillard is most likely going to be asking for a trade out of of the Trailblazers out of Portland at some point over this offseason. So uh, I do believe that is a major... I think that's going to be a major move. I think that's going to be a move where he goes is going to make that team an instant competitor for a championship for a finals berth. Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, Damian Lillard did do his due diligence and say, "I'm not seeking a trade out of Portland at a USA practice the other day." Which, uh, speaking of old Team USA, uh, 
not looking so hot. I'm not worried about it. They're fine. They haven't practiced a lot together. They're they just, playing exhibition games. Give them once is game time. Once lights They just are lost on. Bradley Beal and Kevin Love. You know who they brought on in, in their place? Yeah, uh, give me the JaVale two players. Dale McGee and? is one. You don't even know the second one. I don't person. know the second one, but I know he's still playing. Keldon played. Johnson. Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. Who is, a, you know, a solid American defensive <laughs> and three-point shooter. Do you even know that? I don't. <laughs> You're just assuming the general just, characteristics of a modern NBA three and D, is it? <laughs> That's my assumption. You could have described 90% of the league with that. I mean, I think I did really well with my analysts. Hey, man, for, yeah, for covering it. yourself. Okay, but we're going to play a game that I just invented, Dan. It's called, oh. Who's That Coach? Or, okay. or who's your coach? Who's your coach? Who's your coach? Okay. All right. The Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to let you. You have to guess each of these teams. Oh, coaches. boy. I know the Hawks. We obviously. I'll give you the... one point for the former coach and one point for the new coach. Oh, okay. All right. That's so a little Atlanta tougher. Hawks. It's your team. Uh, Lloyd Pierce, previous coach, fired last year halfway through the season. Nate McMillan took over in term. Obviously, you're going to re-sign him for a good, I think it's like a five-year deal or something like that. Good deal. Uh, I think it's well-deserved, but Nate McMillan, next coach for Atlanta Hawks. Who's your coach? So, I think I should. I think you should just, like, give a summary, and then, like, right before we, like, solidify it, I'll yell that, and then you say the coach's name again. All right. All right. So, I'll be like, Atlanta Hawks, who's your coach? And then you'll say the name. All right. It's a, wor- it's a working game here. All right. We're figuring it out. All right. So, we're... Uh, Boston Celtics. Who's uh, your coach? <laughs> so I know previous coach Brad Stevens. I do not know who the new coach is. Ime Udoka. Who is the previous- former 76ers assistant. Okay. So Boston Celtics. Who's your coach? Well, I guess I will have to say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ime Yudoka. Yudoka. All right. All right. All right. This game's actually going to be pretty hard, Daniel. Uh, this seems Dallas tough. Mavericks. Who's your coach? Oh, uh, so Dallas Mavericks' previous coach was, oh, boy. I should know his name, and I forgot it already. I feel like you probably should have been asking me these questions. I should have the, the more NBA But guy. this is what happens when you produce a podcast while making the podcast. Yeah. And it's fine because it's working great, I think. All right. So, but. Uh, Previous coach Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. You should have knew, knew that one. Should have knew that one. Should have knew that one. As soon as you said, it, I remember it. New, the coach. new coach Jason Kidd. Jay Kidd. Jay Kidd. Jay Money. I think it's crazy that Jason Kidd is still getting hired for NBA jobs. You remember his stunts stint as a uh, Bucks coach, where he did say Young Giannis was the best player in the league, uh, but he uh, bumped into the guy, spilt the drink on the court. You know, he, he Jason Kidd stuff. just seems like the Sexually most sexually harass like, someone. <laughs> Jason Kidd, Kidd just is not fit to be a basketball coach. J Kidd, but he could throw a cool little curvy pass on a bounce. All right, so this one's going to be hard. Somewhat. Indiana Pacers, who's your coach? Oh, gosh, Indiana Pacers. Uh, I don't remember who, honestly, Zach, I don't remember this who their coach was because I don't know a player on the Pacers. Come on, Miles Turner. Oh, there you go. Okay, that's and then that's right. all I got. Malcolm I think, Brogdon. Osborne Brogdon. Former Buck. I think there is also a Bogdan on the Pacers. 
Bogdan Bogdanovich. No, he might be. I think his brother may be. Yeah, on there. Bogdan's on there because because uh oh, I'm making myself sound bad. What's the one on your team? Bogdan is the one. You on. have Bogdan Bogdanovich. Have Bogdan then, then who's the other Bogdanovich? I can't ever remember his name. Is it name. Bohan? Something like that. Okay, it's whatever. another B. I whatever. can tell okay, you. Okay, anyways, Nate <laughs> Borkgen Grin Borkgrin. How do you say it? Borkgrin. Borkgrin. Whatever. He got fired. Rick Carlisle's in. Rick Carlisle, that's a solid pickup so for the Pacers. Dallas Indiana. And then, uh, I can't believe Dallas got, a, got rid of Rick all right, Carlisle. All right. New Orleans Pelicans. Who's your coach? Stan Van Gundy. Got fired. Previous fired. They don't have a coach yet. They, no coach at this Trick. point. I do believe they've been in talks with picking up the Suns' assistant. I don't know his name. But uh, they, I do believe there's been conversations about the Suns' assistant being assistant coach being the next head coach for the Pelicans. All right, Orlando Magic. Who's your coach? I do previous coach of the Orlando Magic. I don't know. He used to coach the Bobcats and the Hornets. Really? Yep. Steve Clifford, Old Cliff. Whew. Cliff's had some coach? health problems. He's Who, probably done. Who's he, the new coach? Um, uh, Jamal Mosley, veteran assistant. Jamal Mosley. Don't know much about that. Portland Trailblazers. Who's your coach? How many coaches got fired? Dude, Dear we're still, Lord. We're still going. Uh, I, you, you know who got fired? He had a cool name. Oh, gosh. No, I don't. I can't. Uh, Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts. You know who got hired, though? Portland? Mm-hmm. Chauncey? Chauncey Billups. Oh, man. Long time. That's crazy to me that Chauncey Bills went this long without taking the coaching job, and he didn't take a Detroit job. Like, he was discussed for GM of a few teams. Yeah, he could have been, I'm pretty sure Detroit wanted him as his GM. Team he won a championship for, he's like, ah, I'm all right. All right. Washington Wizards. Who's your coach? Nothing. Got nothing on Washington Scotty Wizards. Brooks. Scotty Brooks. He, he used to coach uh, Durant and Westbrook and Harden at OKC, and then he came and coached. Westbrook at uh the old Wizards, but okay. uh, Wes Unsled Jr. new coach. So uh, that's one, two, three, that is four, a five, six, seven, eight teams. That is that is about a fourth of the league. That over is a fourth so of the league. much firing. Everybody got fired. Let's that's... see. Only one coach got recycled, and that's that's Rick Carlisle. There seemed to be a little uh shenanigans going on there in Dallas or miscommunication and agreements between the the, the leaders and y- Luca and uh Kristaps Porzingis apparently jealous of Luca. I mean, Kristaps like it seems like Kristaps doesn't isn't as big of a star there as he was when he was at New York. Yeah, because he hasn't played as well. But he's on a better team. It's yeah, but he hasn't played as well, and you're never going to be as big of a star as you are when you're dropping 30 points per night in the garden. So That's fair. All right, well. Triumph. How, how deep are we in here? We're, we're about 30 minutes in. I think we just check in on the triumph real quick because, Zach, a little worried about the boys. Yikes. We're not the most defensively sound team Yikes. in the league anymore, exactly. Uh, last night play in Tormenta at home second game against or second or third game of Tormenta of the four we will play against them this season we've lost two now lost last night 3-2 we're up 2-0 at halftime about 60 minutes into the game we're dominating looking like a literally or it looked like we could win 2-0 3-0 no problem 
and then we take Don Smart off, bring in Alan Gavilanes, and this team literally looks like a completely different team the last 20 minutes. Gives up three goals, just could not even get our head right. Micheletto gets a banger of a goal to get the first one, and it, it, they just, like, fum, like stumbled after They couldn't get themselves back organized, settle, settle down, and, like, it seems a bit like a mental fortitude issue or something. I don't know. The team, I, I still obviously think this is a team we're going to probably, we'll be fine, probably make the champ, make the playoffs. Now the question is, are we able to hold on to number two spot or pick up and get into the number one spot? Or are we going to be playing in one of those, or we're going to miss out on the first round bye uh, and have to play? Really the big hope is that we don't fall below four. Don't want to fall below four in the table. Don't want to have to go on the road for that first round of the playoff. Host the playoff game. Try to get to the champ to the you know, next round. But it's also a long season. Really, the team's just got to be able to piece together a game here. I mean, they got to piece to something together. You we you came to the North Carolina game, snooze fest. I mean, absolute snooze fest the whole time. Nothing happened. Giving up all. three goals in the last thirty. That's tough. Three goals last thirty. I mean, like in reality, we the last like four games, you've given up total like probably seven, eight goals. Like we 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 just seem to struggle. And like we came off the road game at New England where <clears throat> Lomas scores three goals, and like we looked dominant. Like we looked great. And then the last game against North Carolina, it wasn't a dominant win. It wasn't exactly a terrible terrible draw or a dominant draw. It wasn't a dom- bad look. Like it was very boring, very meh. But this one, man, I swear, flip them on a dime. Turn on a dime right there. It was crazy. I was not ready for it. And uh, But, you know, they get road game at Chattanooga next week. Zach, we're planning on going, trying to hit the road game for the first time. It should be fun. Yeah, we got to we gotta make some logistical moves. Yeah, got to mm. get, a, get a hotel. Otherwise, we're sleeping on the streets of Chattanooga. We could just play some people in soccer for like their house or something. for the house yeah we got these mini goals we'll play you for your house yeah, listen and then I'm, we probably lose probably we'll, lose what we have to give them <laughs> i'm not that great at soccer i'm not very good at ath- athletic uh achievements or so. ventures ventures yeah. yes um so we'll see how that goes with the triumph next game but you know i still think this is a team that's going to be bound for the playoffs in some manner yep uh episode 87 i'm don't want to forget this so have anybody excellent at 87 because i have i when it comes to me i just think of gronk i I mean is there a wide receiver i'm forgetting here you maybe but he's such a large 87 that he just blocks out every other 87 possible and he is 87 i mean he's 87 yeah i mean Ron Kelsey, Rob. How many Gronkowski. Super Bowls does he have? Like three or four? Four. I think he's the he's the most decorated tight end in league history. That's by far for sure. He's going to be the greatest tight end in league history by the end of his career. Whenever so? that comes, because I thought it was genuinely over, but like somehow he went from football size with the Patriots to one year of off and like shrinking to a normal, somewhat sized man. And then back to football size the okay, next year okay. in Tampa let's, Bay. Let's, let's slow down. Gronk is not a somewhat normal size. No, I mean like he was not full football jack size. Like it was crazy to see the difference in him in like a three year span. He was crazy. Uh, he was doing WWE. He was a WrestleMania. WrestleMania sure. guy. I mean, so speaking of WWE, they got live crowds again. So we'll see 
if they don't suck as bad. I mean, WWE is all right. I enjoy it. AEW. I'll catch it occasionally. I'll try to watch it sometimes here and there. Um, Zach, I think that's all we Sports. got. Sports. Sports. Uh, Sports. We're, we're getting close to football, about 50, 50, 40 days out from uh, college football and then NFL a couple weeks after that. So we will be doing probably like a full college football breakdown episode and a full NFL breakdown episode prior to the seasons. Uh, we'll get to that, but number 87, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk smash. Gronk smash. Moody Sports. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, A Very Moody Sports Show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.